Are you in need of some spiritual vitamin C? Well, I believe you came to the right place. My name is Kenya and welcome to Spiritual Vitamin C, my podcast designed to fuel your spirit by feeding it the word of God. So open up your spiritual medicine cabinet, your ears, eyes, and heart, and let's fill up on some spiritual vitamin C which is truly the word of God. This week on Spiritual Vitamin C, I will be discussing the story of the death of Lazarus in an episode entitled, No One Wants to Be Lazarus. And this story often comes to mind as I think about the death of Lazarus and how it affected his sisters, um, his community, and Jesus, how Jesus responded to his disciples uh, with regard to him sleeping and then him telling them that he's actually dead and I need to go and wake him up. And when I think about the story of Lazarus, I, I parallel it to my own life and think about the themes that we see in this amazingly, beautifully, just off the charts story, I see the same themes displayed in my own life and of the lives of those around me. And it's kind of amazing when you really think about the story, all the the, the beauty of such a, what would appear to have been a really horrific story. And when we look at the correlation between that story and our life, what we see is the timing of God and how God allows things to come into our life and how he deals with us in trials. Or some people may say how he shows up. It's kind of interesting because for every trial that we go through and things that come upon us, in our life as a child of God, everything is known to God before anything ever happens. He knows the necessary timing and the pace of a trial so that it can help bring forth in us the things that he needs the trial to bring forth so that we can be where we need to be, when we need to be, and be prepared for that next level of ministry. So this episode, we're gonna be discussing all of those things and some life application with regard to this amazing story. So please stay tuned. I believe you're gonna be in for a treat. This story is found in John chapter 11, and I'm going to be reading from the New International Version. I'm clearly not going to be reading the entirety of chapter 11, but I would suggest that you read all of it just to get a a more complete picture. But I'm going to be reading for this episode verses 1, 3, 4, 6, 11, 14, 
20, 21, 23, 32, and 39 through 44. So let's get into it. Now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, This sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory, so that God's Son may be glorified through it. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. After he had said this, he went on to tell them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going there to wake him up. So then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I am glad I was not there, so that you may believe, but let us go to him. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time, there is a bad odor, for he has been there four days. Then Jesus said, Did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me. But I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, Take off the grave clothes and let him go. The death of Lazarus, the death of a brother, the death of a close friend, the death of someone that you are associated with. If you want to take it in principle, the death of a, of a dream, the death of a, a desire close to your heart. This was the circumstance that Lazarus' sisters were, were pulled into. We are not an island to ourselves. Our lives affect other lives, and our lives intersects with others. And Jesus was very good friends with Mary and Martha and their brother Lazarus. And so at the reality that their brother died, they were affected. 
And I love the word of God because it shows humans living life and worshiping the one true God. I enjoy, if I really had to pick out all of the other stories, barring the story of of Jesus, I love the story of Abraham. And I know that I've said this on other episodes. The, The more I look into his story, I see such beauty because I see such humanity and I see such faith and I see fear. And I see the love of God and I see how God responds to him. And I love that our God is the God of the living and not the dead. Right? The saints, the Bible lets us know we sleep. So God is the God of the living. But even with all that, he deals with us in our humanness and to me, I, I love that about the God that we serve. He is so amazing. Um, I think about the scripture in Mark chapter 12, verse 30, that he tells us to love him with all of our heart and with all of our soul and with all of our mind and with all of our strength. And when you really look at that, it's with everything that he has equipped us with to have this amazing experience in life with this amazing God. And so we see all of that in this story. We see the sisters of Lazarus, how they are affected. We see people getting word to Jesus that Lazarus is dead and how he responds to the situation. He stayed where he was two extra days. And he told his disciples that Lazarus is asleep and we need to go wake him up. And them being human and not fully grasping what Jesus said, he made it plain, Lazarus is dead. So in a relationship with this amazing God, who shows us how he feels and he showed us the just the ultimate display of love when he gave us his son for the souls of man because he loves us so much it is really inspiring to be able to do i say doing life with god every day and god dealing with us dealing with me in particular where I am and we don't have to be fake or plastic or robotic we don't have to have these glib pat statements and answers but we just have to be honest before him and he will help us through and so we see that with this story we see how the sisters are affected and Jesus gets word in the setup of the trial, like God is in the details and he connects the dots. So Jesus is staying where he is for two extra days. He's letting his disciples know. He had to let them know because they just did not understand. Why are we going to wake a man up? So moving on further in the story, after Jesus has told his disciples that 
we're going to go back. But he stayed there two extra days. As he makes his way back, Martha gets word that Jesus is coming back and she meets him halfway. And this conversation just unfolds. And basically, she said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother had not died. And when you read that, you feel that. In trials, our mind is clicking. Almost, for me, sometimes it'll almost could be like a, like a, a hamster wheel, just turning. Trying to understand the why. Trying to understand the timing, like, it seemed so inconvenient. Maybe if it was a month later, or maybe if I had done thus and so, it wouldn't have happened. So we begin to, to reason things out. And, and we begin to say, sometimes, right? I'll speak for myself. Sometimes I have felt in just some serious trials that maybe the Lord somehow was not aware maybe it was just stealth it just it went undetected and i'm in the throes of the ocean much like the disciples and jesus was walking on the water and they were scared or the other story where jesus was on the boat sleep and they were like oh my goodness care not if we perish jesus got up he spoke to them and then he rebuked the sea but it's very real and so it's important in the midst of a trial that we find ourselves on our face before God, that we find ourselves extremely honest before God. There are times when I've gone through, I can't even speak in prayer. I will tend to, re- to go to fall back on writing. I have this prayer box and it has letters dating back 10, 15 years of me walking with God. And it is just letters where maybe I'm in super inspired. God can almost be like a muse at times when he is so amazing. He's so inspiring. And you just like take off, you take flight and you're just so super inspired and you begin to write. And so that's, that's me. And I'll, th- and I'll put it in the box and this box is for him. And, or um, I'm so broken, I'm going through and I can't really say anything. All I can do is cry and just write like feverishly right like my emotions are are in the pen as well and so we see these things in the word of god and in particular for this episode we see that with martha and jesus if you had been here somehow he would not have died you you would have been able to stop it because they're good friends miracles have been happening jesus has been doing all kind of exploits revealing the kingdom of god so they have this conversation and jesus says that i am the resurrection and the life and he's engaging martha and and she says well i believe that my brother's gonna rise at the at the last day and jesus is like i am the resurrection and the life meaning that he's rising now but she didn't know that so she goes back and then she tells mary right and we we know mary because she sits at the feet of jesus and the bible says jesus testifies of her that she has chosen the best part and that's sitting at his feet just soaking up life so mary 
is now taken off to go find Jesus because Martha said he wants to speak to you. And those that are in the house, the mourners that are with them, because Mary moves, everybody else moves and they go with her. And she says the exact same thing. If you had have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. And we can just recollect in our own trials, as I just stated, that sometimes we're like, Lord, if you just knew in time, if you knew an hour before, if, if like the if road never ends. And that's why when we're in the midst of a trial, we need to find our, ourself in the presence of the king. We need to surround ourselves with people who can help pray us through, offer wise counsel, and know when to just be a presence in the room to help us make it through. But the only way that a natural child can learn to walk is the parent in stages has to get to that place where they let go, back up, so that they can walk. And God is the greatest parent ever. And he knows what it takes to grow us into that full measure and stature of of his son. And he uses trials to get us to these places. And so a really clear picture of this as well is the book of Job, is the story of Job. And how God presented to Satan Job and how God testified to who Job was before the trial ever began. If we really look at that story, we see that that Satan came into the presence of the Lord and the Lord asked him, where had you been? And he said, I've been walking up and down in the earth. And the Lord presents Job and the Lord testifies of Job. And we see faith in action in that story. And we see the and, and we see and we see times where God doesn't speak. And we see times where his friends are just so way off the mark, but yet they thought they were on the mark. So the word of God and the stories in the word of God are extremely important because it's us. When we have friends that don't know what to say, and so they say these these glib hat answers. You have those who have wisdom and they just, they know when to speak and they know sometimes you just need to be, sometimes when we're going through trials, we just need a, a presence. We want to be around somebody without a lot of conversation. And so to know how to navigate that, there it, it requires real wisdom and concern and love for somebody. So here we are in the story of Lazarus and Jesus is, has been interacting with his sisters and Lord, had you been here? And Jesus knew what he was going to do. So he tells them to take the stone away. You know, where is he laid? When he gets there, take the stone away. And Martha, I love Martha. She tells the Lord, he's been dead for four days. 
And he has to remind her, did, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? It's a, and, and thank God for the reminder. Thank God for the spirit of God reminding us. Didn't he do it before? Right? For me, going through trials, I, I find myself recollecting on how God brought me out. I find myself recollecting on how, how when I was, you know, uh, 18 years old, I was hanging between life and death when I'm dealing with this sickness. I, I will go back to that place and how I shouldn't have made it out that hospital. But God had a plan for my life. And so my pastor's wife has this phrase that I believe God gave her. And so she often will say it. Didn't I do it before? So we have to be reminded of that. So Jesus is letting her know. Didn't I just tell you? When she says, oh, he's been dead for four days. So they took the stone away and Jesus blessed the father. And he told Lazarus to come forth and he told the grave clothes to loose him. And people were around. And if you go further, that's why I said to read the entire chapter. If you go further, the Pharisees were angry that Jesus performed this miracle and they sought to kill him and Lazarus. The devil is always trying to kill us. Is always trying to kill us. People who don't know God and act like they do know but come through the trial. Come through the trial. Active faith is not is not glib, pat answers, oblivious to the fact that we're human and we're in a fallen world and we live in a physical world and we're spiritual beings and we serve an eternal God. And God is so aware of all of that. And he helps us walk through the trials, but he allows them to come into our life to help grow us up. God is after pure faith. And faith, faith is likened unto a metal. And in order to purify a metal, it has to get heated to a certain degree. Because the things that are impure that's mixed with the metal, they float to the top so that they can be wiped away. So that the purity of the metal is such and real metal can withstand, you know, certain degrees of heat that the junk that it's mixed with, they can't take. God knows what it takes for, for unbelief, for everything that is not pure faith. He knows what it takes to bring it to the surface, to take it away so that we can trust him more. So when God allows you to go through the trial and all of this stuff starts coming up. Let it come up. Let us be honest with the Lord. This is where I am. That's why I say it's important to not act robotic and like we're so oblivious to everything that's going on because that's our idea of faith and that is not real. 
but it's it's an understanding it's an experience it's trusting god it's believing his word and it's going through the process everybody looks at david and how he slayed goliath but he had some serious trials before he got to goliath everything is like one step and then the next and then the next and as we slay the lion and slay the bear and we keep going up we will we will get to the goliath and so as lazarus comes forth and the grave clothes loosed him he has a story to tell that no one else could but it is humiliating to be whatever happened that he died laid in the tomb four days stinking grave clothes on have to be loosed trying to be killed by the pharisees they want to kill jesus and him he had a testimony but it was very costly he was he was sleeping he was dead but jesus said that it was for the glory of god so there are times in our lives that no one actually wants to be lazarus but we want the jewels from that trial we 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 want the the glory from the trial but we don't want that humiliation station but we want the glory but the only way to handle the glory coming out of that trial the wisdom the anointing is god has to humiliate us deflate us bring us down bring us bring us low so that the, his strength is made perfect in our weakness because it causes us to rely on him and it causes us to be pushed further into his plan for our life so as you go so as you go throughout your week be encouraged be patient in trials god has a plan he has not left us but he's teaching us to trust him in a greater way be blessed i hope you enjoyed this episode If you enjoyed this episode of Spiritual Vitamin C, please subscribe. I would also love it if you would rate it and leave a review. I look forward to seeing you next time. And remember, life needs a dose of Christ.